playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino what is popping my people how y'all been how's y'all week i hope you guys are enjoying the the craziness of you know january now since it's over and it's uh black history month you know shout out to all my black listeners shout out to all the black people that paved the way for you know immigrants such as my parents and all my, uh, my other ancestors and all that you know for the most part to come in and all that you know what i'm saying shout out to them i'm definitely gonna do a small not small i'm not gonna say small i'm definitely gonna do an episode dedicated for black history month something you know you guys might have not known or heard of or whatever the case is you know what i'm saying so i hope everybody's doing well i'm doing great i'm doing phenomenal hopefully february kind of slows everything down because january was insane january you know world war three you got coronavirus which i'm gonna talk about a little bit more you know uh kobe died which i'm gonna talk about a little bit more all this other craziness you know what i'm saying all this other craziness like jesus christ earthquakes and all that you know tsunami come on come on so you know, January is already starting off, you know, wild crazy. So hopefully, you know, hopefully February isn't as crazy as, you know, January was. You know what I'm saying? Now, I also want to give a huge shout out to all my new listeners. I want to give a huge shout out to all the new people listening. Shout out to you guys. Uh, mind you. I don't, I can't do this without you guys. I can't do this without the support. So if you guys do want to support me and my platform and also donate um, some of the, the proceeds that you're going to donate will also go to, you know, a nonprofit organization of my choosing. Or you guys could, you know, give, tell me which one you guys want me to donate to, you know, go to radicallatino.com forward slash donate, you know. Also, all the links are going to be down below. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if I brought you anything, you know what I mean? You know, shout out to you guys. Um, anyway, so I want to give a, a, a quick update. Last episode, I had that discussion with Dominican Renaissance. Some people see it as a debate. Other people, you know, see it as a discussion. Either way, I was reading comments that man it's bad for the kid you were playing around with them you destroyed them um oh, mind you like i said in the beginning of that episode it wasn't i wasn't there for a debate whatsoever i was there to just you know have a discussion and talk you know what i'm saying that's all it was but a lot of people didn't see it that way and they were like uh, the consensus overall is basically damn you fucked them up you know what I'm saying? That's what the, what the consensus overall was. Damn, you fucked them up. And the thing is that you get the you get you get these uh, type of comments, especially from the trolls. A lot of tro people troll me. You know what I'm saying? Because they hate what what I say. That I go against their white supremacist beliefs. I go against their white supremacist ideologies. And the thing is, once you go against that and you start combating that bullshit with facts, that's when the whole world start crumbling down and they start getting mad. You know what I'm saying? So you see a lot of people in that, in that, um, on that, uh, on the comment section, this is, you know, YouTube and a lot of, a lot of them people, you know, are going back and forth, you know, saying like, 
uh, no, most of the shit that he was saying was wrong. Most of the shit that he was saying was right. You know, just trolling me and all that. And what I've noticed was the thing about it is, is that Dominican Renaissance, uh, you know, Antonio Batista, which I call butthead, they represent a sort of ideology. They represent a sort of idea that, um, blackness is wrong. Blackness should be criticized and blackness should be pointed out and dealt with and put in its place. And I went in there and showed the hypocrisy in that, the inconsistencies in that. And a lot of people say I embarrassed them. And this is what the trolls don't like because I just won against the ideology and the person that's supposed to be carrying that type of ideology, the person that's supposed to be representing that type of ideology is supposed to be a forefront, a big speaker on that ideology verbally lost. They verbally lost and they can't deal with that. They can't. So they have to go troll. And this is a thing that I want all my non-trolls, all my supporters, all my listeners to really pay attention that this is how you combat their bullshit. This is how you go against their bullshit. This is how you get the shit that they talk about and turn it and you know, point the finger back at them. Because if you actually go to all my debates that I've done, I do something very simple, very, 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 very simple. And the thing is they've, these type of people never gotten challenged before. So they live in this little white supremacist bubble where they, um, they, they just don't get challenged and their beliefs get strengthened and strengthened and strengthened and strengthened, which is all bullshit. And they go out, start spewing a bunch of dumb shit and looking like a bunch of jackasses. You know what I'm saying? So I'm showing you guys how to combat that. You know what I'm saying? For me, I really don't got to really do it, but come on, it's kind of entertaining. You know what I'm saying? But I'm showing you guys how to combat it. And I, hopefully, you know, as for what I saw and for what my comments were saying, I did a great job. You know what I mean? Um, some people might say that I was taking it, you know, I was taking this, you know, slow with them. I, I wasn't going as hard, but you know, uh, those are the type of people that, you know, will either run or, you know, or the type of people that you want, you know, I, I was being strategic. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go too hard. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to be strategic, you know, but I would definitely love, 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 love. I would definitely love to debate butthead. I would definitely love to debate him. It's he's, it's not going to happen because I'll definitely embarrass the shit out of him, but I would definitely love to do it. You know what I'm saying? I would definitely love to do it. Um, now. The, the, the new thing that I want to start doing is, um, I want to start introducing more interviews. So I got a couple of things lined up in the forefront, you know, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And I want to start introducing more interviews and things like that, because for what I'm seeing is I'm the only one out here right now in the small YouTube community that I'm in interviewing other, either small or larger people around me, you know, nobody's really interviewing people. So I kind of took that upon myself and I want to, you know, bring more interviews for you guys, bring more content, get to know the people that you guys follow a little bit more. You know what I mean? So hopefully next week I should be dropping another interview, you know, with, with somebody you guys know. Hopefully, hopefully next week, even not next week is the week after that. You know what I'm saying? Um, also another thing is for my other episodes that I, uh, give out from my other episodes that I, you know, talk about sometimes I get listener emails and sometimes I don't 
when I did that episode, should we date white people and Latin and black people shouldn't celebrate Chris or Thanksgiving was it Thanksgiving? I got a lot of emails on that. So I want to, I just, I might dedicate a whole episode on, uh, on those emails that I get. And mind you, if you guys want to send me emails, just go to my website, radicallatino.com, you know, and, you know, go to the contact page and just, you know, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Put your email there and hit me up and all that. Definitely do that, you know? Um, so yeah, now let's get into the main, let's just get into the shits. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into the shits. So this week, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant, I kept on saying LeBron James all week. I don't know why, but Kobe Bryant passed away. He passed away in a helicopter crash, um, up in the mountains in Calabasas. Um, and it was very tragic. It was very devastating. It took everybody by surprise. It basically was another loss for LA. You know what I'm saying? It was another loss for LA. You know, uh, LA already lost uh, Nipsey. Um, and now they lost Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So it was a very hard loss. The more reports started coming in, the more you started finding out that it wasn't only Kobe, but it was also his daughter. His daughter was in the helicopter with seven other people. So in total, nine people passed away, you know, with including with the pilot. Then you find out a little bit more that the reason why the aircraft went down was it was because of foggy weather. And a lot of people attested to that. A lot of people said, that's true. It was very foggy. There was a lot of fog around there. And the thing is that I was reading some news reports that was saying that Kobe, um, Kobe's pilot, um, he, the company that he worked for, you know, because Kobe wasn't, I think he didn't own this aircraft. I think it was, uh, he either rented it out or whatever the case is, but Kobe's pilot asked for special permission to actually take off because the police, police around the area were, were grounding all their aircrafts because of, of the fog, but they got special permission. That's what happened. They went to the fog. Uh, he wasn't, I think he was circling. He was circling, uh, I think an airbase or something like that. So he could get, uh, you know, permission to land or whatever the case was. And you know, boom, got hit in the side of the mountain, crashed, right? Now, I want there's a couple of things I want to talk about first. Um, one, Kobe lost in the family lost the their second oldest daughter, you know, she was 13, Miss Mamba, whatever, you know, because he has a nickname, the Mamba, and all that, right. The thing is that it, to me, was mind boggling. To me, was something that I was, gotta check my levels. Something, to me, was something that I was like, wow. Just imagine, just, just imagine this for one second, guys. Just imagine this. You are, are a father or mother, right? You're there for the birth of your kid your second kid and now you're holding your kid right you know in the in the first 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 you know breath of life you're there with them you're holding them in your hand and you're like this kid is gonna be fucking great you're holding them their first day in the world not knowing that you're going to die with them close to them that, that to, I don't know about you guys, but to me, that just blew my mind. 
Because we all know, we all don't know when we're going to go. You know what I mean? Some might know when they're going to go. So most of us don't. Most of us don't know when we're going to go. How we're going to go, who we're going to go out with, and all that. It just boggles my mind knowing that you're with your seed. You're with your daughter. And her time that she's going to go is going to be the same time you're going to go. You guys are both going to go together. It's insane to me. Insane. It's insane. And then the first thing that happens when people can't wrap something tragic like this happening, they can't wrap it in their mind. They can't just, you know, put it out there. Just, they, they just can't rationalize it. The conspiracy theories start flourishing. All these conspiracy theories start coming out of nowhere. You get the Twitter one with uh, this guy, some some random dude talking about, uh, um, you know, he just tweeted in 2012, "Yo, Kobe's gonna die in a helicopter crash." That's to me. That's coincidence. To me, that's coincidence. Then you get um, people pointing at cartoons that Kobe, you know, helicopter crashes in a cartoon. He pops out and he's holding his trophies and all that, you know, then a video of the helicopter going down starts circulating around saying, yo, there's video footage of the helicopter going down. Then you find out that that video footage is fake. It wasn't his helicopter going down. It was actually something, something from India or something like that. That's a fake footage that's circulating around saying that that's his helicopter. That it's not. Just going to put it out there, you know? Just letting you guys know. And then another new conspiracy starts coming up. Check this one out. Check this one out. That he was in... He was, uh, he was in trademarks agreements or going against in a lawsuit, in a trademark lawsuit against this pharmaceutical company because they, he wants to trademark the name Miss Mamba, whatever the case is for, you know, for, for, for his kid. That's what, you know, they were going to a trademark and that's the reason why he died. When you further look into it, you find out that the trademark agreement wasn't going in his favor. It was ongoing for five years and everything that was happening in that trademark agreement and that trademark lawsuit was going for the pharmaceutical company. He wasn't, he wasn't winning this. So that conspiracy theory goes out the window that goes out the window. Other people are saying Illuminati, other people, listen, I understand it's a very, very, very tough situation. This, this person basically shocked everybody across the world with his death. You know, it shocked me, especially mind you, I'm not a basketball fan. Not like that. The only basketball people I know is Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Shaq, and that's basically it, you know, and Porzingis because he's in the Knicks. That's the only thing. I'm not into basketball. I'm not. I'm into baseball. You know, maybe that's my Dominican side. I don't know. But the thing is, I understand that something tragic happens and we're trying to wrap our head around it and trying to remember, like, figure it out and try to do all this other stuff. And then we're just going to go out the window with wild conspiracies that cannot be proven. Let's not do that. Let's just chill out and let's not do that. We, I understand it's a very touchy, touchy, touchy situation. I get it, but let's not just go jump out the window with something like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's be more grounded here. You know what I mean? Let's be more grounded, but that, that was a situation, you know, um, shout out to the family. I could, I cannot imagine what that wife is going through. I cannot imagine. And also I just found out. That the wife, I think she's Latina. So, you know, oh shit, you know, shout out. She had, you know, some Afro Latinos, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to them. Um, I just, I just can't imagine. It's something 
crazy that just happens out of nowhere. Just especially she not only lost her husband, but she lost one of her daughters. Like, oh my God, that's insane. That's insane right there. You know what I'm saying? So that's insane. But let's remember that, um, you know, at any time, you know, life, life is a life is short at any time we might go. You know what I'm saying? At any time we might go. And sometimes some of us get close to death. Just get a, a taste of it. Just get a taste of death. And we come out changed. We come out different. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we, we get humble when we get that uh, taste of death. Or sometimes we just become super bold and start, you know, doing wild shit start you know investing in things and and just start taking wild risk and for the most part sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't you know what i'm saying so shout out to kobe and his family um you know i'm sorry so, um you know that actually happened to them and all that and hopefully you know everything you know gets ironed out legally you know what I'm saying? Hopefully everything gets ironed out legally. Um, I don't know if they're going to... There was rumors talking about that they were going to change the logo into Kobe. I don't I don't know how to feel about that. That's a little too soon. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a little too soon. You know what I'm saying? So let's, uh, let's just chill out. I understand we're all sad, but let's just... You know what I'm saying? Let's just, you know, ch chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is the coronavirus. No, this virus doesn't come from Corona beers. All right, you assholes. The coronavirus coming straight out of China. Oh, shit. Straight out of China, the coronavirus. Now, there's something that you guys got to understand about China. China controls the internet, the media, and everything that goes up in the air. You know what I'm saying? They control everything to the point where when visitors go over there, they have to give up their phone to Chinese, you know, customs or officials or whatever. Take it to a back room. They either install something or download your whole context and come back with your phone and hand it back. You know what I'm saying? So they, that's how crazy it is over there. That's how crazy in control they are. Now, the thing is, uh, the coronavirus, this is a virus of a strain of flu. This is a strain of flu that's just more powerful than I believe the H1N1 that I, uh, that I heard about, you know, everybody knows about, you know, the the other ones with like Zika and you know, and all this other stuff. Nah, this is like apparently like the craziest one. The coronavirus is so like crazy that within two weeks you'll get symptoms. Um, you'll get symptoms way harder than when you like get the regular, you know, code, you know, if you're getting a code, it's like the regular code is like whatever, but if you actually get the coronavirus, all those small symptoms, you know, when you get the regular code and then it starts getting worse, you'll get worse right in the, in the first stage right there. Boom. The first stage is you're, you're like OD, you know what I'm saying? The shit is wild. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't gradually get you up there. And there's videos of people dying in the street. Um, people getting convulsions in hospital. In the hospitals, people are dying in the um, hallways, all that other crazy shit. And right now, the only thing these officials in China can do is just treat the symptoms of the coronavirus. There's no cure for this. There's nothing. All they're doing is treating the symptoms. So if you're vomiting, we're going to give you some uh, a medicine. If you got a fever, we're going to give you a medicine. If you got this, we're going to give you that. If you got, you know what I'm saying? It's insane. And there's a bunch of protests from quarantine cities 
that um, some of these people are, are, are trying to get out. And the thing is that I've read is that since China has such a blackout and control on everything that happens up in China, they really don't know. They really don't know when the first outbreak started. They just know that is this big now. So imagine all the shit that the government was already covering up. Just imagine. Imagine everything that they were trying to cover up. Imagine everything that they were trying to not have the media outside of China know. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy. So what they end up finding out is what they say is I'm for what I read that the coronavirus comes from a strain of mammals because it's only mammal specific. That's why they have, I think, uh, respirators for dogs out there and stuff. So it's mammal specific and it comes from a strain of bats. And the thing is, once you start hearing that, you're like, bats? Why the fuck? How is that in a correlation? Then you find out that these Chinese motherfuckers are nasty as shit. They eat literally anything. They eat fucking squid, cats, dogs, you know, uh, alligators, leopards, uh, motherfucking bats and bat soup roaches you know rats they eat anything that's nasty and i'm like oh shit knowing that they should have had the coronavirus a long time ago you know what i'm saying but it, it was followed back to a strain of bats but then there's other news articles that are suggesting that there's high, 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 high probability of evidence that this coronavirus came from one of those bio labs in China. There's a very strong evidence of that. So that's also a possibility. You know what I'm saying? That's also a possibility. You, you don't know. You just don't know, which is insane to me because the thing about it is, let me just, I'm, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to get all conspiratorial here, but some, sometimes we gotta believe in conspiracy theories. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to put my tinfoil sombrero on right now, but let's look at some of the timelines right now, right? In China, they were already having a major, major, major protest based on certain things and certain um, freedoms that the citizens wanted that the government wasn't allowing them to do. You know, there was major protests that were literally all over the web and stuff. And the thing is that I believe the Chinese government needed to either control that. So they went out and spread this disease around to basically control these citizens, you know what I'm saying? But then again, it's just me speculating. I don't really fucking know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What I do know is that the viruses like this and this magnitude viruses, they don't, they don't care about borders and they don't care about race. They're going to attack you no matter what. And the thing is, imagine if some high pandemic shit happens here where like it's happening in China, China economy collapses. People are going wild. It's over here. People are going wild. Our economy collapses and all that other crazy shit. What, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? All this little racist shit between us, that shit gotta go out the window. You know what I'm saying? That shit has to go out the window. We gotta stick together on this shit. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So that that's what goes to show 
that, you know, stuff like this, stuff like this, uh, you know, it brings, it brings out, you know, all right, we got to stick together and put our, you know, put our differences aside. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some crazy fallout, uh, you know, 28 days later type shit. You know what I'm saying? And also on top of that, did you guys see the... Did you guys see the makeshift hospitals that they're making over there? They literally bulldozing um, um, and making these makeshift hospitals like like an assembly line. It looks like somewhat of a concentration camp type of type of thing. And the way I'm thinking is, if you look at some of the, these pictures that they're talking of, you know, they're talking about making hospitals. They have barbed wires on the window. They have barbed windows. What hospital do you know have barbed windows besides someone in the Bronx? You know, the Bronx is crazy. But the thing is, where do you, what hospital do you know that is trying to treat something like this has barbed windows? You know what I'm saying? That That's what, that's what, you know, kind of raised my antennas. You know what I'm saying? It kind of raised my antennas, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, guys. I don't know. This is some crazy ass shit. This is some crazy ass shit. I don't want to be out here, you know, getting the coronavirus and then I start turning into a motherfucking bat, you know what I'm saying? And fucking bat wings coming out of my ass and all that. Nah, I don't want to do that, you know? But um, we just got to be like really informative and, you know, stay up to date because I believe the last time I checked was from a news source that they posted on Twitter was 305 people died this week due to the coronavirus, which in totals equals 142,000 people who died due to the coronavirus in China. So just imagine. Just imagine, and the thing is that this virus, it's, it already came to the United States with only one or two cases. So just imagine, just imagine, we gotta be, you know, on our toes, people. We gotta be on our toes, you know what I'm saying? We definitely gotta be on our toes and really be attentive on things that's happening around us. You feel me? Now, moving on to my main motherfucking topic. The meaning of Latin unity and black empowerment. Now, what does that mean? All right, so everybody that listened to my last episode with that discussion that I had with Dominican Renaissance, some people call it a debate. You know, I call it a discussion, whatever that I had with Dominican Renaissance, right? I And something that I've always stated, it's on my YouTube channel, it's on my website, everywhere. I promote Latin unity and black empowerment. Now I'm gonna break these two things down. Now what do I mean by Latin unity? I'm talking about inside the United States because that's where I live. And this is where my lenses of white supremacy are coming from. All right. Even though white supremacy is a global thing, but I live in the United States where it's ground zero for white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? All right. So Latin unity for the most part, a lot of Latin people, Colombian, Cuban, Brazilian, um, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Mexican, you know, a lot of Latin people, they, they go through this whole tribalism bullshit. I stick with my group. If I'm Mexican, I'm sticking with my Mexicans. That's it. And we have negative connotations towards, I'm going to say in this scenario, Puerto Ricans, right? Puerto Ricans will be like, well, uh, we're considered citizens, but we're sticking with our group and we have negative connotations towards Cubans because we speak more proper Spanish than the Cubans and Cubans are going to be like, 
we have negative connotation to all you motherfuckers because of X, Y, and Z, right? And a white supremacist will come around and say, well, I see you as a bunch of niggas and I don't give a fuck where you come from. I'm going to treat you as such. I'm going to treat you and subjugate you as I see fit because you guys are non-white. While you guys are sitting here fighting amongst yourselves, I'm going to be over here making laws and still further subjugating you guys. So while you guys are distracted on your little tribalism bullshit, I'm going to be over here instructing and affecting your lives as a group. That's what I mean by Latin unity. The thing is that we Latin people from first generation immigrant to second, third and fourth and fifth. We are so fixated with our nationality of identity because Latin people have been told that we're not a race. Latin people have been told that we have to identify with white. And if we don't identify with white, they'll do it for us. White uh, Latin people have been told that black is evil. Mejorando la raza, bettering the race and all this other, other, other craziness, all this other, other crazy shit. That's the reason why we're losing. That's the reason why Latin people are always used as pawns in political debates and political strategies were used as pawns in every other which way. That's the main reason because we don't see each other as a unit back in the day, back, back, back in the day, actually during prison in the nineties, when Latin Kings were popping, they basically took any Latino as, but you had to go through a criteria. You know what I'm saying? But their criteria was basically the five stars, which is the five point crown which means all the Caribbean islands, Dominican, Puerto Rico, J uh, Haiti, Jamaica, and, uh, I think was it Saint something or whatever the case is, right? But Latin America was excluded from those five points, but I'm sorry. The fifth one was Cuba. I'm sorry. The Caribbean islands and all that, you know, there was some Jamaican Latin Kings. If you guys didn't know, there was some Haitian Latin Kings. If you guys didn't know. Latin America was excluded, but you would, you would find Mexican Latin Kings inside of it. You know, um, the main person who started it, I'm talking about in New York though, but the main person who started in Chicago was a Mexican guy, right? They started it because of, you know, um, injustices that Latin people were facing. Anyway, my main thing is they never saw themselves as Mexican or Honduran or, you know, Chilean they, or Peruvian, they didn't see themselves as that. They saw themselves. Oh, we speak Spanish because the Spanish beat our native language out of us. That means in turn that we are slaves in this system that we call white supremacy. You're my brother right now. We're just all one big nigga to these white supremacists. You're my brother right now. You're Latin. That's all it is. And that's all that needs to be understood. And they went and came into one unification, one code, which I commend them for that. Yes. Latin Kings, the other extra crazy craziness, extra curricular activities outside of that. But that's basically what the principles are, right? That's what I'm striving to achieve here with my message. If anybody's confused on my message, I've always promoted Latin unity and black empowerment. I'm here to break both of those things down. So I'm breaking the first one down Latin unity. We got to stay away and stop that tribal bullshit back in the day. The reason why Columbus was so successful in our islands against the Tainos who took it, who the, who the Spanish took it over. And Spanish took over all of South America. The reason why they were so successful 
with that takeover is because we were fighting amongst ourselves. We were too busy having tribalism fights. We were too busy fucking around and having some tribal bullshit. All the Spanish had to do was kick back and say, whoever's the winner is going to be the loser now. That's all they had to do. They, that's all they had to do when they came in and raped our women and all this other bullshit. If you guys don't want to believe it, it's on you guys. How, if that's not the case, then how was there a caste system? You know what I'm saying? It was due to rape. But anyway, I fucked up my shit. Anyway, I'm back. Oh yeah, I'm back now. So the thing is we have to go into one code and one code only. And that's the reason why I like to promote that Latin people should be classified as our own race. Why? Because that will lessen the confusion. The thing is black folks, for the most part, they all know their position in life. They all know their position in the system of white supremacy, and they all know how they're being viewed and valued in this system of white supremacy. They all know this. There's nothing to confuse. They all know this. They wake up, they get subjugated. They go to sleep, they get subjugated. They're at work, they get subjugated. They're, ne they're damn near inside their own home, they get subjugated. They already know. They're like, yo, you know what I mean? I, I, I know what position I play. I know where I stand in the system. Latin peoples are the one that's confused because in the racial hierarchy, Latin people are just one bracket above one bracket above and don't let it get be confused them light-skinned latin people out here that's walking around saying oh no i'm good <laughs> no the fuck you're not they will let you know exactly who the fuck you are very fast very, don't get that shit twisted all those latin people that got stopped during stop and frisk most of them were light-skinned if you go to jail right now, you'll see that most of those Latin people are light skinned. So let's let's cut the bullshit. That light skin is not gonna is not gonna help you out. Let's cut all the way that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Some privileges might come out of that. Some, some, you know, some bigger crumbs. But let's not get that shit confused. You know what I'm saying? So again. We have to come to one code because all that confusion is going to go away. Oh, where the race as Latin now is classified as a race. Either way it's going to be non-white. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now we're classified as a race and now we're being subjugated based on that race. Okay. Now the confusion is off. Now the confusion is off. You know what I'm saying? Now we're not going to have little Latin coons out here like Antonio walking around talking about let's preserve Spanish lineage, whatever the fuck that means, you know, now the confusion is out. Now we know who the fuck we're talking to. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by Latin unity. Let's get in one code. We're Latin. Let's worry about nationality later. Let's worry about that shit. Some other time we're Latin. We're in the system of white supremacy. We're Latin. And we're identifying as this race. All that confusion is out the window. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Latin unity. Now black empowerment. That's a double whammy right there. Oh shit. Because for the most part, let's be completely honest. Whenever any society inside white supremacy and outside white supremacy, black is viewed as a negative thing. Black is be black is rejected. Let's keep it real. That's what it is. You got a lot of dark skin, black looking, looking Latin people who will swear to you up and down that they're not black. Shit. You could have confused me. You know what I'm saying? They will look at you up and down and say, Papi, me no black papi. You know what I'm saying? They will literally look you in your eye and say, I know black. I know black. I know black. Impossible. I know black. 
I'm Dominican. I'm Puerto Rican. I know it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same, papi. You know what I'm saying? They were dead ass trying to convince you that there's something else. You know what I'm saying? Or they would just do my favorite. I'm mixed. Mixed with what? Moon Knight and charcoal? Like, what the fuck are you mixed with, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. Blackness is viewed negatively. Blackness is viewed as a bad thing. Blackness is viewed as a crush, as something that shouldn't be happening because they know that blackness doesn't give you the privileges. They know that. So they try to do that in their mind, say, nah, I'm something else. You know what I'm saying? So when I say promote black empowerment, I mean that us Latin people, us Latin people have to recognize due to the, I know a lot of people hate to hear this, due to the one drop rule. Remember one drop rule was invented by white people. Due to the one drop rule, we're classified as black. A lot, I like to differentiate. I like to differentiate from black and native, native and black, depending on what paper I'm signing and all that other stuff, right? Because in this country, native Americans was interchangeable with black. They were called native Americans, black and black native Americans, you know, and they were just interchangeably. Now, what is the definition of black? A lot of people, they say, well, black, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's a some Africa shit. No, that's not true. Black is not a nationality, nor is it a status It's an identity. This is something we have to understand It's an identity since Latin is not a race, which it should be. We have to classify ourselves something else then native or black because phenotypically we're not European. We're not white. We're not European. A lot of people say, well, black is amount of melanin that you have. No, that's not necessarily true. We all see how Antonio looks like, right? And we all come to the same motherfucking conclusion. He is not white. No matter how hard he wants to say he is, the motherfucker is not white. Phenotypically, he's not white. Regardless of the light skin and the light eyes, that doesn't mean shit. Look at that fucking ass nose, those janky ass fucking teeth, <laughs> and that hair. He is not white. So that's what I'm referring to as black. That's what I'm saying about black empowerment. Knowing your history, knowing what to identify, knowing how to move around. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at the word blackness, it's a legal status. It's also an adjective. That's what blackness is. It's also an adjective. And the funny thing is outside of America, no, for the most part, nobody talks about identifying with skin color outside of America. It's only here in America, believe it or not. It's only here in America. You got little things like mestizo or whatever the case is. But for the most part, when you go outside of America, everybody pretty much looks the same shade. They're pretty much the same. The only way you identify somebody else is by their nationality. When you go outside for the most part, I'm not saying that it doesn't, there's no racism out there. I'm not saying that, but for the most part, you know, but that's what blackness is. And the thing is, whoever wants to reject that, whoever wants to say, well, I'm no black, I'm no black, you know, and wants to go up in the comment section and, and talk about, well, you know, I'm not black and I'm whatever I'm Mexican or I'm Latino, whatever the case is, you automatically got to look at them sideways because that means they already have a negative view of blackness. They already have a negative view of what their ancestors were looking like. They have a negative view of the genealogy because that's what it is. 
Because let's be completely honest, you can't get brown just by not mixing black into it. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at coffee. Coffee is black as shit. You pour some milk, some white, it turns brown, right? Exactly. Us Latin people, we gotta, we gotta figure shit out. We gotta, we really gotta figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? We really gotta figure shit out. So that's what I mean by black empowerment. Latin unity and black empowerment. We always have to think in an empowerment mindset. We always have to move in an empowering mindset. The first thing, like a lot of these Latin coons who deny being black, who deny their black side, because based on the one drop rule, that one drop rule is a bitch, isn't it? That one drop rule is a bitch. You know why? Because of, based on that one drop rule, not only legally, um, you know, through the status, are you classified as white, but phenotypically, you're not gonna have European Anglo features. That one drop rule is a bitch. I am telling you right now, Jesus Christ. But that's the thing. That's the thing. We as Latin people here in America have to either identify as black or native. Either one. Either one. There are some exceptions to the rule. Of course, there are some exceptions to the rule that I already talked about a while back. But I'm talking about here and now. In America, we have to identify with either black or native. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So that's what I mean about Latin unity and black empowerment. Remember, guys, if you guys like what you heard, if you guys like that I bring bring you entertainment topics and empowering topics, uh, you can support me on RadicalLatino.com forward slash donate. Also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Radical Latino. Radical, uh, radical underscore Latino underscore. I almost forgot my own shit. Look at that. And I'm going to catch you guys later.